What is, everyone? Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Nerd On, the podcast where all levels of nerd are welcome. Uh, to introduce everybody, I'm Corey. I'm Tom. And we have and our I'm guest. Neil. Yes, we have our guest here, <laughs> Neil Tucker uh, from Storyboard. We're going to be talking about the Disney Investors Day in Death. We're going to talk about the things that stood out to us the most, the things we're most excited about, much like our update episodes. Uh, but Tom's going to do a little bit of housekeeping first. Tom, take it away. We got to pay them bills, baby. <laughs> um, so uh, this episode wouldn't be possible without the wonderful people of the Nerdon Nation powered by Patreon. If you have not heard about Patreon, check out nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, where you get exclusive uh, uh, episodes, but also check out our Nerdon Discord at nerdon.tv backslash Discord. We are recording this episode from the Nerdon crew with the powers of Apogee and Odyssey. Uh, these uh, audio devices allow us to record in high quality so we can give it to you because it's the podcast you deserve, baby. Um, so check Check them out all on our website, nerdon.tv. Check them all out. Dude, you did that so quick. I'm so impressed. Uh, you said to go quick. I you went quick, Lightning baby. fast. Lightning <laughs> fast. Um, that was really impressive. <laughs> once again, we're going to be talking about the Investor Day. Um, and just to just, uh, we're going to be upfront about this. We're not covering every single show that they announced in depth because but if we did, we would be here for four or five hours. And as much as we love the sound of our own voice, we don't want to do that to you 100%. Uh, but before we get too far into this, uh, like I said, Neil Tucker is here. The way we know Neil uh, is we're in love. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, the human corgi. supposed to tell them. Yes. Uh, he is from our group. You've heard us mention for the past three years, Storyboard. Uh, you guys have all met Mikey. If you've seen our Harry Potter episodes, if not, go check those out. Um, but he is here. Neil, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and why we called you for a Disney bonus episode? Lay on that yes. D. Lay on that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I have a blog called D is for Disney that I've been running now for the last uh, two or three years um, where I cover all sorts of Disney topics, whether it's Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, um, the theme parks, pretty much anything Disney and not just Disneyland. I'm, you know, I'm out here in California, but I also try to cover the parks um, at Disney World and a little bit with Disney um, Disneyland in Paris and all the parks in Asia as well. Um, so it's sort of a little bit of everything. And of course, I can't forget the merch. Lots yes. and lots of merch covered. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that's, as, as that's he sits in front of his, what is that behind you? A shirt? A, a blanket? It's a, it's a giant Disneyland shirt. And then I'm holding a Pixar ball. So yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll use a screen grab or something from this for the promotion and we'll, we'll see it there. There you go. There it is. There um, it is. But aside from that, Neil is a, is a very talented writer, uh, improver and actor and a very dear friend of ours. Um, we've been making, uh, a lot of comedy, uh, shorts together and, uh, short films with Tom as well, directing, helming those, which was, we were in uh, half a glass, which was a lot of fun, uh, spin for Neil, uh, which is one of our favorite Spin phrases came out Neil. from behind the scenes of that. Uh, but one of my our, my my most proud things that we've all created together is our series called PAs, uh, which we've completed one season. We've written our second one. Uh, and hopefully when this pandemic is over, we can continue creating that series. You're Neil, also forgetting yes. he is a very tender lover. He is uh, of cats. And so with that, uh, yep. Yep. I, I... Lover of Disney. Lover uh, of cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, of course, on the show, PAs plays the uh, character, very, very hard stretch of Neil O'Neill. Um, and we were going to find out a little bit more of him in season two. But if you haven't checked season one, check it out. Um, 
But enough of that. Let's get into why y'all are listening. Disney Investor Day. We got shows on shows on shows. Do you know, Neil, off the top of your head, how many total shows they announced? Oh, my God. I actually don't. Yeah. Real it, quick. I know there's like look- nine Star Wars shows. While you're it's, looking that up, just I'm because you know you right might now. be sharing this with D for Disney audience, this is like a family geared episode, right? So lay low on the cussing and and, and inappropriateness. I guess so, yeah, yeah. There's there's no cussing on D is for Disney for sure. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. We'll, we'll we'll keep, keep it, it clean. G. Keep it PG thirteen. You guys stay true to your brand, though. That's that, you know that's not. You don't want this. Oh bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> we got you this. don't want this. No, yeah. You, you're talking to Tom here. Be careful what you wish for. There was something like a thousand shows, I think. If I were to ballpark it, I think it was 1,000 shows uh, on Disney Investor Days, ranging anywhere from Star Wars to I think it's 20 new shows, right? It's 20 new shows total, and then like five new films per studio. Yeah. Well, what they want to do is they want to... Their biggest goal, from what I could tell, is that they want to release 100-plus new titles to Disney Plus every year. That's, That's their goal. They wow. want people to never leave their couch. <laughs> they want people to never leave their couch. And they are raising the price by a dollar next year. But honestly, that just, it, that's nothing for 100 plus new titles every year when you're talking about like well, Star Wars. For 29 million active, subs- <clears throat> sub- active subscribers, $1 is $29 yeah. million. Dollars. Well, I'll yeah. tell you this <laughs> Disney Plus has more than 29 million subscribers, they have 86 million subscribers. Wow. So that's 86 million subscribers. I in was one over year. here about to complain about my $12 a year I'm losing. <laughs> uh, you know, that's two Taco Bell meals that I'm yeah. out now. So I yeah. guess whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to dive into uh, a little bit here. Neil, you got the most to cover. I'm going to I'm going to talk mostly about Star Wars. Do you want to dive us into some of the non-Star Wars shows that you have uh, researched a bit that you're the most excited about? I know yeah. that 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 Buzz Lightyear one is looking tight. So that's the first one I want to start with. <laughs> so I am a huge Buzz Lightyear Toy Story Woody fan. I've literally are you specifically got... a Buzz Lightyear fan, or are you Team yes. Buzz or Team yes. Woody? Yes, well. I love them both. Right. But if you had, uh, if the gun to your head. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you this. I'm about to show you something. I'm about to show you something. Because if I had to pick gun to my head, it'd be Slinky Dog. If, <laughs> right, I, had, if I had to tell you right now. <laughs> As he's holding both of them, he's had them ready to go. <laughs> um, no, I, I am such a huge fan. I am such a huge fan of both of them. It's really hard for me to decide. I love, I love their dynamic so mm-hmm. much. Sure. Um, I love that Woody has... Woody means they both mean so well. They both yeah. have such great um, dy- and dynamics with all the other characters, but especially with each other. Right. So I'm really excited to see where Buzz comes from because yeah. they could have done a straight, you know, spinoff. Uh, spinoff. Yeah. They could have done an origin it story. Been Tim Allen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just bring Tim Allen in and do a straight origin story. But instead, they're doing this whole thing where Buzz Lightyear was an actual astronaut or, you know, space Space explorer, space ranger, (laughs) if you will. And the character, the the toy is based on this real guy. And we're going to get to see the real guy's adventures in space and then... Yeah, played by Chris. It's basically it's basically like a very fantasized version of Buzz Aldrin. Well, and like if they were to make Buzz Aldrin toys, like exactly, but Buzz exactly. Aldrin didn't just walk on the moon. He also like 
defended the Earth. <laughs> I think, <laughs> exactly. I think the cool thing about it is kind of like what we got with Toy Story 2 with Woody learning about his character and where it comes from. And now you know, we're, we're scratching that itch of somebody who is like, but I wonder where Buzz Lightyear came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now yeah. we're going to get to see that in a full-fleshed form. And it's, it's not Tim Allen, is that right? No. It's not. So it's going to be Chris. <laughs> it is going to be Cap. It is going to be Chris Evans, um, who's going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear. I was thinking about this as I was driving down the street the other day. I uh, just because this this particular um, film has just been kind of playing through my head the possibilities. Um, and as as I knew I was going to be preparing for this podcast specifically, I was like thinking about you know the different topics I want to talk about, and this one kept going through my head, and I was sort of wondering whether I wish that they had maybe made it Tim Allen. I, I was kind of going back and forth on so, whether I thought it should be him, but I think Chris Evans is going to do a phenomenal job. Personally. So this is a film, not a show. Wait a second. But like, so so while you're looking that up, I'm going to, I'm going to say my little two cents about it. Cause I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, it's not Tim Allen. Yeah. It's kind of sad. But then if I applied my, like, you know, we all have coping mechanisms. So my immediate brain was like, all right, how do I work this out so that I'm okay with this? And it well, was, yeah, well, yeah. well, if, if Buzz Aldrin had a toy, it wouldn't really be Buzz Aldrin voicing him, right? So that means right. that like Tim Allen actually voices the toy, mm-hmm. which is what all the toy voices are. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and Chris Evans was the actual voice of Buzz Aldrin. So really the voice of, of Buzz in Toy Story now canonly could actually be Tim Allen. <laughs> that's true like in that world tim allen <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Toys. anyway yeah that's how no, i'm coping I, it is a film i can't i haven't seen at least i thought it was i can't i don't see anything that says it is supposed to be a tv show oh well then that, that's my bad that's my lack of research oh no 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 not at all not at all because some of these are confusing when i was going through very confusing i was like wait are these tv shows are these movies are these miniseries there's a another podcast um that is run by uh, Robinhood, which is an investing app. Yeah. And they were talking about the Disney Investor Day recently, and they're calling them schmovies. So everything <laughs> that Disney does now is called a schmovie. It's just much easier. I love it. <laughs> um, it's way, I mean, way catchier than Moe's. I mean, yeah. that's that's the interesting thing, right? Pixar in itself, it's its own universe. We're talking about Disney Investor Day. So we're not only talking about Disney. It's, a, it's Star Wars. It's Marvel. It's Hulu. It's FX. It's right. Pixar and it's Disney right. animated too. So yeah. um, with that opportunity, you get a chance to figure out like where does you know uh, Rex come from? Where does Slinky come? Where does RC come from? Oh, so Slinky the possibilities dog, kind of get endless when you can create your own Pixar cinematic universe. Yeah, right. The Pixarverse, right. and, and we have seen some other origin stories within um, within the Toy Story universe specifically. There's a a Bo Peep origin short film that's on yep. Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it, that's good. And then within Toy Story 2, uh, if you remember, there's Jessie. We see yeah. her mm-hmm. origin story just in like a montage. And it's mm. one of those montages that's, yeah, that Pixar does that it lasts 45 seconds and I feel every human emotion. And you're crying. <laughs> and in every you're crying. Pixar fashion. Um, <laughs> right. I want to move to another, because uh, uh, that's, so that's light year there. Uh, I, I want to know another thing you mentioned when we were talking in the, as we say, the digital green screen, uh, green room, uh, Baymax. Tell me about mm. this. Okay. I wish that I knew more about this. No, All there's know, a lot of shows on here that they a, didn't give a lot of information on. It's right, just like so, announcements. Yeah. No one has been cast. Um, it's talking about the characters of, of Big Hero 6, but my understanding, because there is already um, a Big Hero 6 series. Animated, so, yeah. 
animated series, right. And so, and, and Baymax will be animated too. Um, but what I want to see, because I love the character of Baymax specifically, and the my understanding was that it was going to be about him finding people to provide medical care to, like going hmm. around and, and trying to help oh, people. Oh, interesting. So we, so we get to see, and on IMDb, it doesn't actually say that, um, but that is what I thought I remembered the either rumor, hearing them the say. Rumor mill, yeah, exactly. Either, either I heard them say it or it was in the presentation somewhere right. or a blogger talked about it um, because I, I listened to a bunch of podcasts, read so many blog articles after it because people were speculating constantly. They were like, what is this going to be? Um, but yeah, I, I love Baymax. Um, I big, big hero six is a, I think a very underrated Disney movie. Um, and the most important part of that film to me. And the main reason why it's so underrated is Baymax himself. Yes. Um, he's just, uh, I want, my it's been, a, you know what? It's been a while since I've watched it. It may require a revisit for me. He I love it. Not to say I didn't love it when great. I watched it because it was it was one of those ones that I like vividly remember my emotions being all over the place during it. Uh, but I definitely got to give it an, another shot. Um, now that we're kind of diving into the the kind of superhero we area, mm-hmm. um, I thought we could open up the floor with with the one that's on a lot of people's minds right now, which is Loki. Uh, this is something that I know a lot of folks are. So obviously, Marvel is the biggest thing in the world right now. Um, and Loki especially is probably one of the, besides maybe besides Thanos, one of the most developed villains that they have in, in the MCU. Probably uh, the most. Villain, anti-hero, whatever we want to call him. Vill- uh, yeah, character that played a, a villain. There we go. Um, <laughs> right. And so with this, I, I watched the trailer probably about 40 times because why not? <laughs> uh, I'm a big Loki advocate. Tom knows this, that Thor went from being like my least favorite in the MCU to my absolute top guy. And so of course, Loki with that is, is brought along on that ride. Uh, this trailer looks amazing. This trailer looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, the one thing that the, the internet has been going wild about, and maybe we could talk about this a little later on is that he may be playing, uh, uh they may be playing with time in a way that he may be someone called DB Cooper, who mm-hmm. very famously hijacked a 747 and escaped, and no one ever know, knew where he went. This is a real thing that happened, right? Uh, right, right and a right. lot of people think that he, he they, that he made. They're making him DB Cooper in this, and that's why no one ever found him because he was it was Loki. Uh, but let's dive <laughs> into this a little bit. Your guys's reaction to watching this trailer, uh, Tom, start us off. Um, I mean, there are a couple of things I really looked at. Uh, they're taking a lot of stuff from the. Um, Adventures, uh, strange—is t- it strange tales or I forget the 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 own his own comic books he had, but um, of where Loki, you know, he goes from being a child to woman, and there's a lot of different roles that he played in the comic book world. One yeah. thing that I really um took notice to, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe likes to change things up to kind of better fit the story that they're telling and their structure, right? Um, and when he is appealing to what it seems like a courtroom. There are three faces there. And mm-hmm. I think people who are familiar with the comic books, if you see three faces, you are kind of reminded of the Living Tribunal. And the Living Tribunal is the Yeah, tell me about that. I'm not familiar with that myself. The I don't know, the gatekeeper, the her- the 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 one stop, like, hey, um, multiversal powers are at risk, um, and someone's becoming too powerful, and I must maintain order. Um, this is kind of on the same Whoa, lines there. I'm are- looking them up right now or it up right now, and it is 
intimidating as hell. It, it, he's pretty much the next to eternity and infinity, and probably the most powerful of the celestial beings. Okay, not a celestial, but a celestial being where like Galactus, where they're more like forces of the universe. Um, and Mul- multiversal it, beings, it's saying. Yeah. Um, Death, oblivion, and, infinity, eternity, Galactus, and living tribunal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the living tribe. So I see three faces, and I'm kind of thinking maybe this is their version of it, because Dormammu oh, was a, a little cut. different, um, and maybe the living tribunal is a little different because the first few scenes is that he gets arrested for traveling through time. Yes, and so what do you do? You bring him to ju- you know to their per- perceived version of justice, and who better than the living tribunal? So those are some interesting things. But uh, what about you, Neil? The one thing that I keep thinking about is uh, there's these like Loki patches or pins or something that they're wearing. Hold on, let me see if I can find it on the. If uh, like it's, it's in the yeah. trailer, it looks like he's running for office of some kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful! And I need to know more about that. I want to know what's going on with Loki. Like, does Loki somehow take a um, get a governmental position on Earth? Um, using his powers, you know, because we don't ever, yeah. I, I can't think of another time um, where, and maybe you guys can help me out with this, especially in terms of the comics. Um, I, but I can't think of another time where a superhero or a villain tries to run what's going on on earth through like proper governmental channels. No, the only thing I can think of is Peaky Blinders. In, in not in the Marvel universe, uh, but in DC Comics, Lex Luthor becomes Lex Luthor. president. Um, but then there okay. is a moment okay. where, uh, and I don't want to jump back too far, but Norman Osborn becomes the director of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. Okay. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. On um, that because is so interesting for me. it just sounded really interesting to me. I just want to shout out Owen Wilson being in this. Mm-hmm. Because yes, yes. I am pumped about that. Obviously, we only got to see a little bit of him. Uh, he's working for something called the AVT, which stands for the Agency of Temporal Variation, which is like, I'm guessing he's either A, going to be running from the entire show or first season, or B, they're going to recruit him for some sort of like, you know what? You want to lessen your sentence? You got to do these things for us, whatever. And in classic Loki form, of course, he's going to try to use those those opportunities for himself in some way. Um, but yeah, Owen Wilson being attached to this, I just didn't, for, either I missed it or didn't keep up with it, but that was a total surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was announced it way was. earlier. Okay, but I missed it. But seeing him in it was was an absolute treat. And of course, uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston is going to knock this one out of this park. Uh, I do want to move absolutely. on to a few other things. We got a lot to cover within this episode. Um, will you tell us a little bit about this Guardians Holiday and I Am Groot, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I okay. I know nothing about these. I right. I've my my so, research window was so small. <laughs> no, totally. So I, as you guys, as you two know, mm-hmm. uh, but your audience obviously won't know. I am a massive Guardians of the Galaxy fan to like Love. a crazy point. It, crazy point. Like Groot has been the wallpaper on my iPhone for like. <laughs> Fruit has been years. someone I've looked up to for the past five years. <laughs> <laughs> like when I play Fortnite, it's usually as rocket. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, but so they have um, planned a. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy three is coming out in a few years, and while they are filming that, they are also going to be filming this holiday special. So it is a live action Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special featuring all the characters that we you know 
mm-hmm. No and Love, um, filmed at the same time, also directed by James Gunn. Um, okay. And then I Am Groot is going to be an animated series. I imagine it's probably going to be a bit of a crossover between the Rocket and Groot animated series that they've done, where it's like 90 seconds, 120 seconds short uh, animated films that I love and just like devoured as soon as I realized that they existed. Um, a combination between that and then the Groot comics, because there's a whole series of comics that are just on Groot. They're, they're, they don't focus on the rest of the Guardians. Um, and so they actually might even be called I Am Groot. I, I, I need to go back and look at it. Um, but I, of course, devoured those two. So they're all phenomenal. And I'm interested to see kind of like the the marriage the way, between the, yeah exactly the marriage between different those. Pl- different uh different mediums yeah and i uh, think that i am Groot's gonna be really short i think they're gonna be short like the rocket and do you know do we know that we got everyone back for that guardians holiday special like it's like a, is it like a star wars christmas special where we're yeah. gonna have everyone come back that's and, like, that's my understanding yeah it's interesting gonna be, it's, it's gonna be everybody that, uh, that I, I don't know that for sure but that's my understanding okay um I, I kind of want to go, since we're talking about animated, I'm going to make a, another shift here. I'm going to try to look at these segues, guys. We're flying around. Ooh. Segways. Segways. Uh, into another animated uh, show that I'm actually very interested in, which is the uh, A Droid Story, uh, yeah. which is Star Wars based. And from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, it is it is following uh, C-3PO, R2-D2, and introducing another droid with them. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding, too. I have not seen... Anything saying that Anthony Daniels is attached to it. Interesting. Um, okay. So I don't know whether they're just trying to keep it under wraps because Disney obviously likes to keep things very secretive. For those or, who don't know, Anthony do. Daniels is who played C-3PO for the last 45 years. Uh, My also worry would be if Dave Filoni is attached to it. Or not? You mean whether or not he is? Yes. Yes. To me, I was going to say, the are you worried that it. he'd be attached? Or are you I was like say looking because for him? I love Dave Filoni. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think everything Star Wars needs to have Dave Filoni connected to it. Yeah, he's he, man. He loves Star Wars. He's you know, so good at it. We're not big on gatekeeping, but he needs to be the gatekeeper of this. So just yeah. like make sure, yeah. like, hey, he needs to take the keys from George whenever George decides to be like, I'm done, done. Yeah. I, I actually sent Tom this thing the other day because uh, I have been very outspoken about how much. I actually, not more so than the original, but I do love the prequel trilogy and I, I will defend them uh, till my dying breath. Uh, and Dave Filoni has this interview that, uh, Tom, the channel you're, you're already a fan of, I know. But I sent him this video where uh, Filoni's explaining why the prequel trilogy is so important. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I'll send it to you after this. <clears throat> uh, but um, so there's not as much info on that. Is, am I correct? There's no like storyline. We just know it's C-3PO, R2-D2. <coughs> and right. that, introducing a brand new droid to the Star Wars. Uh, we all know how Tom feels about droids in the Star Wars universe, so hopefully it Oh, can wait, there is... Hold on, no, I found... Oh, okay, me. so the the official announcement said um, it's going to be... Th- and this was a little bit confusing for me because it said it's an intersection of animation and visual effects. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a pure animation show, but it sounds so like it's, it's going it's, to so not it's, be pure animation. It's the Star Wars ride. What's it called? <laughs> Star Tours? Star Tours. Star Tours. Tours. Yeah, 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 exactly. Got it. Um, Cool. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. Speaking Um, of Filoni. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff. He is. We're not going to cover all of it either. There's a lot. There's almost too much Star Wars to cover. But speaking of something we know Filoni is attached to, we have uh, Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. It's her own miniseries with Rosario Dawson with Filoni helming that show. Um, 
this is something I'm it. really excited about. And I know, Tom, I, I feel you're excited about this as, as well. Am I right? Ahsoka's, I think, Tom's favorite Jedi? I think she's my favorite Jedi. Um, yeah, I would say that. Not, I don't know about my favorite character, but my favorite Jedi. Because I, ha- I think I have another one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. To me, my main thing that I was really excited about was that Filoni gets to write the whole thing. Um, <laughs> because he... I, that's his he character. created the character. I think set, give him his flowers. You know, like he yeah. deserves it. And uh, he was producer with John Favreau because they're now partners. Um, and I'm glad that it's a limited series and it takes place in between Revenge of the Sith or the end of Rebels and um, Mandalorian. Uh, the events of Mandalorian, which oh, okay. connects to New Rangers, Rangers of the New Republic, which will you know hopefully have a better turnout we than have Jeff. nothing on that i'm i the title alone gets me excited but there's no information unfortunately um, people are speculating it's the power rangers i'm kidding no yeah um, but that. <laughs> that mandalorian ahsoka and rangers of the new republic will all culminate to a crossover event much mm-hmm. like the defenders hopefully to a better uh reception the defenders hmm. of, is that the cw crossover event no, it was get good reception. Yeah, I was gonna say because I was like, I didn't know that didn't get good reception. <laughs> no, the Defenders is the Marvel one. <clears throat> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no. Well, it's it's the not Avengers. That's the one I didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, not a lot of people did. So with Rosario Dawson, how are you guys feeling about this? This I, I of course, I'm always a big fan of an of an artist um, throwing their hat in a ring for something they care about, getting cast, and I felt like she carried that with her through the through her portrayal in uh, Mandalorian. I feel like. She took it really seriously, did her homework, did her work. Uh, obviously, she's very professional. I don't mean to like say that she wouldn't, uh, but I feel like she took it a lot farther than someone who was just like, cool, I got cast in Star Wars. I'm going to act the best I can. Like There was very something she carried with her that most actors wouldn't. You uh, mean from Clone Wars? Well, she wasn't in Clone Wars. No, uh, but I mean, like, you think... You she's think a fan. She's right, a fan. Right, right, and, right. And, and early on, for those who don't know, she had been lobbying to play the part for years. She's wanted to play a live-action Ahsoka for for a very long time. Much like Oscar Isaac in Solid Snake. Right. Um, but, like, uh, the thing that I think is really cool is that I think Ahsoka's story is going to be the beginning of what this culmination is going to be. Like, I think in my mind that this is going to introduce why she's looking for Admiral Thrawn, because we don't know what happened to him and Ezra Bridger at the end of Rebels. But right. then Admiral Th- Thrawn will most likely be this culminating event. Because why would the Rangers of the New Republic, why would the Mandalorian, and why would Ahsoka be all connecting in one point? Thrawn. And maybe, you know, like we, Thrawn like knows. I've said on the Mandalorian show, Ezra Bridger would show up. Right. Because then if you get to one, you find the other one. Right. The, the Thrawn books are so freaking good. <laughs> if yeah. you haven't read them, the Thrawn imagine. books are, are, no, are amazing. I haven't read them myself, but I've seen a lot of people on, I follow different subreddits and all that kind of stuff that a lot of people recommend those highly over most most other things. Um, a few other things I want to talk about here um, is uh, there is a Lando show coming. There's not much known about it. Billy D. Williams and Donald Glover have I'm not you. said that they're attached yet. But Tom knows this. Ever since that that solo movie comes out, I'm like, I just I don't care. And I just want a Lando movie. I'm, I thought Donald Glover did so well. I'm telling Lando you, solo movie. Cash the check. Cut the check. It's Billy D. Williams every episode talking about a story, and then Donald Glover plays the young version. Tom, my beating heart. It's every that that's just the way you do it because you appeal to both and they both want to be part of it. And then my, it, it my beating heart. And you can get beat Billy D. Williams shooting all done in like two days. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there <laughs> and talking about that's it. actually the plot, not the plot, but sort of the the structure of one of the Star Wars novels too that I have actually I think I have it in my That's very how I met your mother of you, Tom. 
Yeah, I mean, also then you can have um, uh, our boy from Solo make appearances. Yeah, yeah, and then have yeah, a yeah. truly connective universe. Man, I've said I, this on our I main loved, show. I loved Solo. Man after my own heart. I've said this on my own show. I was like, loved I think that's it. the most Star Warsy. It was not a perfect film by any means. It's a lot of fun, but I think it was the most Star Warsy film we've gotten in a long time. Uh, the last show I uh, prepared for this episode, this little mini bonus episode here, is the Acolyte. Yep. Um, for those of you who listen to our main show know I am a huge Old Republic fan, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, this show is going to be taking place during an era called the High Republic, which is an unexplored era as of late. It's only been mentioned in a few uh, comics. Most most recently was the Rise of Kylo Ren comic. Um, for for, for new know, novels, too. For right. reference, it's 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Old Republic took place from 25,000 BBY to 1,000 BBY. Uh, BBY stands for Before the Battle of Yavin, which is the battle we saw in the original Star Wars trilogy um, in, in A New Hope, uh, which was the, you know, when they blew up the Death Star and all that kind of stuff. Um, what the show is going to cover, uh, it's going to be written uh, by Leslie Headland, who wrote Russian Doll, which if you haven't checked out Russian Doll, oh, please check that. that out. That was mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows uh, of the year. Um, it's going to be fo- uh, focusing on the emergence of, of the dark side powers uh, during the end of the High Republic. Uh, and it is going to be a mystery thriller show. So we're getting a Star Wars mystery thriller show, which is a nice little marriage that I think will be a lot of fun to play with. Um, you know, we've always gotten the Western side of things, uh, especially with Mandalorian, just that heavy Western uh, Seven Samurai kind of kind of feeling uh, Kurosawa stuff. So it'll be interesting to explore kind of a different feel, I guess, for the Star Wars universe and see how it plays out. Um, so those are the, those are the things I'm I'm most excited about uh, as a Star Wars fan. But we have a ton of stuff coming out. I mean, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got to see a new trailer one th- for one thing before we get out to Star Wars. I think this will be the yes. last of the Star Wars thing is Visions. I'm kind of excited for because mm. that's going to be an anime style. Tell me about that. Yeah. And so for me, I was a big fan. This wasn't a Disney thing, and neither was Clone Wars. But uh, Gendy Tartakovsky, who did Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girl, no. Samurai Jack, I don't know if he did Powerpuff Girls, but Fast Action for Cartoon Network did these like three-minute shorts of Star Wars Clone Wars, and then um, later on, now we're going to get the Visions anime, which I think is going to have a similar vibe to it because what they're trying to do is strike up their, you know, people who are having an anime itch because... Disney Plus is also, you know, rumored to be making uh, Kingdom Hearts. So there are the people like me, the little weeboos out there who who want to see that kind of stuff happening. And then, like Corey was saying, The Mandalorian is such hard Western that some of the Kurosawa stuff that George Lucas was initially pulling from is kind of missed out. But we've been seeing some more of it in season two. So if Visions could go full Kurosawa, then I'd be like, which I think that cool. medium really allows for. Yeah, right. It'll really feel cool. right at home in that kind of stuff. Um. I didn't know that was going to be anime. That's really exciting, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of got something for everyone, which is nice. Um, <laughs> I I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, which is probably the Marvel show I'm most excited for. Um, that and Loki were the, were the two. Uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Well, Inside Access, I have a friend who's working on it. And she was doing post-production stuff, and she was telling me how freaking insane it was getting all this the, the deliverables ready. Um, but she, <laughs> you know, imagine. she she and I were talking about how like 
excited she is about the show because of particularly everything going on in the political climate of our country. This show is something that will really kind of hopefully kick us in a, a positive direction. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I really like kind of what I think they're going for in terms of like, even though Sam Wilson has been has inherited the shield, it, it doesn't come without its own weight. Sure. And in the absence of Steve Rogers and, you know, maybe some of the bigger, you know, Avengers in in the known in the world in the MCU, um, there is this vacuum. And, you know, where a vacuum is present, there comes this new kind of reign of like maybe chaos. Not really evil, but just chaos now. And uh I do like uh the new cost the the new, yeah, uniforms, costumes. Uh they look they look good and they look flamboyant and I really like how Falcon looks like. And I think I'm ready for um Anthony Mackie to like just be the star that, you know, he deserves to be. Deserves, but also like it just feels so right that he's doing it. It's someone that like, yes, it he does. enjoys being the action star and like just let him fly, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. I, I have read a little bit of the new, a couple of issues of the new uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier release, those comics, and their dynamic is so, it's, it's just lethal so, weapon. it's so, it's lethal weapon. It's, lethal it's weapon. so good. I I just can't wait to see it. They And even in the trailer, like, we got to see a little bit of their little back and forth banter um, where they constantly are, you know, making fun of each other. I, I love it. I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm with you on that, uh, Tom, with uh, Anthony Mackie. I mean, it's an, it's kind of an inside joke that on all of our sets that Tom and I are on, we always say, cut the cut check. Cut the check. Cut the check, uh, which is an Anthony Mackie quote from one of his interviews. Or no, from behind the scenes of from Winter Soldier. Uh, of Winter Soldier. Uh, something I'm, I'm really excited for to see as well is the first on-screen appearance of U.S. Agent, mm-hmm. who is going to be played by Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. Um I'm a big fan of his. I thought he was, you know, he he made his like big, big break with 22 Jump Street uh, and then Black Mirror and on and on and on and uh, in, in, in things ever since. Um, U.S. Agent is is the guy who took over in in the stead of, of Captain America gone missing. Um, and I'm interested to see the dynamic there. Is he going to be a good guy? Is he going to be an asshole about it? Is he going to be, is he going to help them? Is he going to, you know, fight for his right to be, you know, his time in the limelight? Um, and I think Wyatt Russell was the right guy to pick for this role. I think he walks that line of being like super endearing, but at the same time he could be, he could play that total asshole and you could be like, wow, I didn't know I could hate you this much. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to to cover real quick before we we say our goodbyes? Oh man, uh, Ironheart, real quick, Riri yes, Williams. Man. Um, the cool thing about Miss Marvel and Riri Williams uh, as characters is that they're really new. In all honesty, they're like maybe no more than five years old in the Marvel comic books. Yeah. And one thing, you know, me being the DC boy and being very critical of Disney, I don't know if you knew this, Neil, um, but um, is <laughs> you that shut your mouth. <laughs> their their very willingness to to respond to what the audience wants, um, and to see this new wave and um. To me, again, the MCU is a little too Iron Man centric at the moment, but to see what is yeah. happening on the quote unquote smaller screen, the schmovie screen mm-hmm. um, with Ironheart and then Armor Wars, maybe those two connect. So you have Don Cheadle and uh, you'll have Riri Williams, you know, uh, uh, Rhodey 
you know, trying to protect, do what the events of Homecoming was, I guess. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, and then possibly bring back um, uh, your boy, Sam Rockwell, for Hammer. I know, I saw that. Be- because, be and so this happy. is my thing, where if Hammer comes back, then Hammer is now part of the MCU, right? Right. And that leads on to Secret Invasion. And that's with Nick Fury and Ooh. Scott Mendelson or, and, 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 and uh, Talon. Uh, Talos for uh, uh, the scrolls Bendis. and Secret Invasion. If you know the comic books, is written by Brian Michael Bendis, and looks like Marvel's just pulling all the Michael Brian Michael Bendis stuff. Not a um, bad but, thing to pull from. No, um, and he currently writes for Superman, so everyone checked <clears throat> all his works out. But um, he's the one who helped create Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, and that being said, this is the if they do what they can do with Secret Invasion, what they did in the comic books, it leads into Dark Reign. It leads into Norman Osborn taking over shield but then switching out shield as like the world protector to be hammer and then he ends up making deals with people like dr doom loki and oh, frost man. and so you then bring that. in all the villains <clears throat> and it's That's not like cool. villains take over but like now the villains like loki has their own show yeah uh since we're speculating i'll bring up this trailer the what if <laughs> first look at what if mm-hmm. uh do you guys check that out at all well, it's all speculation. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's but like, like did you see the trailer for, for Marvel's yeah. What If? What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Um, the big plot reveal that I would like to see at the end of the season is what if we can bring these all into the MCU next year? And then they do <laughs> spinoff shows, and then they just no, do, no, no. use Doctor Strange and bring them all live action. Did you watch the What If trailer, though? I did, yes, I did. Oh, okay. That was cool. It was fun. It was fast action. It felt like very much like the opening of a Pixar film, like on the animation style, especially... <laughs> Especially like like the Incredibles and it like the way you know so I I mean it looks cool um yeah. but uh yeah it's it's interesting I, I, you know where are they gonna take which thing because the thing is you could just change everything by a fraction and it's like it's a whole new thing it's a whole yeah. new story yeah Did you what are you most excited way, you know? about I, I'm actually really curious what what um I, yes I definitely agree I'm curious what caught your eye the most about it um I just like the idea of kind of I've been a fan Tom knows this I'm a really big fan of a lot of Elseworld when it comes to like DC kind of stuff Mm, and so getting to play with that kind of idea where you're like this isn't really going to impact anything we're Mm -hmm. just going to have it's a playground now we can tell these stories that we won't be able to tell within the confines of whatever's going on 616 or whatever yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'm going to bring up and then if anyone wants to bring anything else up feel free to uh, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. It's coming to the MCU. We're getting another Fantastic Four movie under the Disney umbrella. Um, directed well, by John Watts. All, what's that? Directed by John Watts. Directed by John Watts, who, who famously did the new Spider-Man films. Um, how are we feeling about this? What's uh, the temp? I'm in, in, they got to cast Krasinski and and Emily and, Blunt. Uh, uh, yeah, what do you say? Emily Blunt. Yeah, Emily Blunt. It's got to be them. Not not Jessica Alba. Ah, I miss <laughs> Jessica Alba. Um, <laughs> I, in my mind, uh, it's it's brand new territory. It doesn't yeah. have to be a Caucasian couple. No, um, no, no, no. I just know the internet's going nuts over that fan y- casting. Yeah. Um, it's it's very interesting. I think that's I mean that's the interesting thing, right? It's like, does it happen? It's like if it feels so close to Benedict Cumberbatch being uh, Doctor Strange, right. everyone wanted it and then they got it and then you know it, it was cool. Um, but I think there is a little bit of surprise and delight they could do of like uh, sure you me, cast. Me too. Do you, you know, have someone in mind? Off, just just asking. You um, can say no. 
Well, I think for me, my um, I forget the actor's name, but he is an Indian actor, and he's in iZombie, and he's been petitioning long and hard for the role um, on Twitter. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And uh, uh, Ra- 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 Raul Coley? Coley? Yeah. Coley? Yeah, and he's got like a really good like what the current Reed Richards because Reed Richards doesn't look like your grand you know your dad's Reed Richards without a no. beard. Now he has a beard all the time. Yeah. Um. And the fact it's not more of like a can they get the Fantastic Four? I think right now they want to appeal to a different and also what the Disney brand does. It's not Fantastic Four. It's the first family. So you rush right into having you know Reed Richards and Susan Storm having kids already. Like, mm. and this is the first family that doesn't have to have a secret identity. And the Avengers Tower is now the Baxter building because the Avengers Tower is now sold. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the Avengers compound is another thing. So yeah. you know, these lived in worlds and how do we do it um, is, is pretty interesting. And like, how, why, you know, do they not, do they, have they not revealed themselves until this moment? Is, mm-hmm. I think are the, those are the things that kind of interest me the most. That's, that's the thing, that last point you made is the thing that interests me the most. Where yeah. have they been? Where have they been all this time? Because do you think we're going to get an origin in that case? I think we have to because in the comics, they're everywhere. You can't yeah. read any Marvel comic without it crossing. I mean, over even with Jonathan Hickman's Spanish, uh, Powers Four. of X, it, it, yeah. they're in it. They're in the well, first. They're they're in every one. I feel like Jonathan Hickman's like prolific run with Marvel starts with uh, Fantastic Four, right? And it goes yeah. to Avengers, and then it goes to X Men. But yeah. like that being said, like. Within the con- the the intellectual hierarchy of Marvel, it's um, uh, Moon Girl, and then it's Reed Richards, and then it's Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. Like those are the, the uh, you know as smart as, as smart as they come. Like Tony Stark is great and all, but like he doesn't know anything about reality and molecules and right. stuff. Like, he just knows how to like really build. That's it why anything. I liked that line so much. Rocket. Smart yeah, he's like you're only a genius on this planet. Yeah, you're only a genius on this planet. Yeah. Um, is, so that, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, and that being said with rocket too, like he could come in and like, we do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it, uh, with John Watts, I think it's, it's interesting because obviously the third Spider-Man film, which has everybody in it. I heard Anakin Skywalker's reprising his role in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. but actually did you see what they announced like yesterday or today that like green goblin and Sandman from Raimi are coming back? Yeah. I mean, everybody I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think, you know, even, uh, <laughs> my favorite one I've seen so far is the uh, is the one the you know who what's his landlord's name? Oh, the Dikovich. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Dikovich. Like he's returning and he wants his rent from rent all from three. three. <laughs> I, that's I want. All I want is that is like rent. And it's like oh, so good. Um, so uh, yeah, with John Watts probably ending his Spider Man run because mm-hmm. I think what will happen is that they might just do a Spider Verse films, mm-hmm. um, and right. they'll call them Spider Verse films. Um, and you know, my, my theory is that Spider-Man three is going to be halfway. It's going to be all the legal stuff that happens after the events of far from home. And then the end of it's going to be all the multiverse of madness stuff with Dr. Strange. And then that leads on to this. Now this whole Spider-Man cinematic universe, which Sony is kind of playing around with. So I'm telling you, they do a live action. They got to get Caleb McLaughlin as miles. That's my 100% vote. He's the kid from Stranger Things, for those of you who don't know. I think he needs oh, to play Miles Morales. Yeah. Tell, he's been, he's yeah. been, he's another one like Rosario Dawson who's been lobbying for the part. Yeah, he'd part. be good. He'd be good. Um, tell, tell that to Michael B. Jordan. Hopefully he doesn't scalp him up for uh, Static Shock. Yeah, right? Uh, so. Anything else anyone wanted to, to discuss that now we got the floor here? Yes, Tom. Go ahead, Neil, first. Oh, no, no. All I wanted to I'm, say. I'm out of stuff, so like. 
All I wanted to say is that we are getting a new Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and it is John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. I saw yes. Do we know who's who? Uh, and if John not, Mulaney is what's Chip, yes. and okay. Andy Samberg is Dale. That has been a that nice. makes wow. that's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, wow. yeah, makes sense. And then Corey Corey Burton uh, mm-hmm. is a voice actor who's going to be playing uh, Zipper Monterey and it's, Jack, it's, and it doesn't say that. It just says it's, he's going to be playing Zipper. But he has done a ton of DuckTales voiceover mm, okay. work too. So he okay. he's he's well versed in this in this world. So I'm DuckTales, really Chip and Dale Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I mean Darkwing Duck is back too. Unfortunately, it's not voiced by uh by Jim Cummings any longer, which is sad. But he's still on the show. So it doesn't matter. He he voiced him in the uh the DuckTales version. Yeah, but there was a a longer episode. And maybe I just haven't watched enough to understand, but the the actual Darkwing, he plays the Guy who played Darkwing Duck on TV. Wow. Oh, I and didn't actual, realize that the person that I didn't know that he, they had two different voice actors. Like in that. the universe, in the universe, Jim Cummings plays a guy who played Darkwing Duck on. That's right. how they're explaining it yeah, in yeah. the Ducktales universe. Right. Uh, and there's a new guy. And it's it's they, all right. It's just not. It's not the same. Dark they did it. that with that. Um, Kevin Conroy in the Batman anime series with Adam West playing the Gray Ghost, and then later on. When um, Adam Baldwin played uh, the Brave and the Bold Batman, they had Batman from Another Earth by Kevin yeah. Conroy. Yep. So it's it a cool really way cool. you can kind of pass down the torch, I think. Right, right, it right. Is. No, I like that. I like that. Um, uh, yeah, th- Tom. Things I'm excited about is, um, I'm surprised you didn't talk about it, Atlanta season three and four got announced. Atlanta um, season three and four, yeah. Um, but also Aliens. Yeah. Um, it gets a TV See, show. I focus all, I had such a small amount of time to research. I just, went, I'm going to go Star Wars. It's all well, good. yeah, the one thing that, you know, obviously again, like the pop culture, the nerdiness like oozes out, but I think the one thing I really liked was kind of what the FX people were talking about. It's like before FX used to be this channel, it was a destination. Now it's a location. Right. Um, and it's a place where quality shows and Corey and I've talked about this many times where FX shows aren't bad. There's, there's no, hardly Atlanta ever is one actually bad FX probably show. one of my top three favorite shows I've watched in the last five years. FX doesn't really make bad shows. <laughs> no, exactly, and that's 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 their whole thing. That was their whole yeah. their whole thing. Where it was like, hey, we're gonna announce all the shows, and you know, we're gonna have this ultimate like this high end quality where they're right. specifically gonna like live at at Hulu, which is very you know really cool. And that's I think so that cool. was the kind of thing that Hulu was kind of missing in terms of like Disney Plus has this, HBO Max mm-hmm. is that, Netflix has this. Hulu had like, well, it just gets everything right. But it's like now FX is its home and the day after it premieres on, you know, cable, it goes on to Hulu. So right. like, you know, Dave season two, um, Atlanta, American Horror Stories, um, Reservation Dogs. I was like, these are some big hitters. And I was like, this is pretty cool because I think what also helped it was cool is just the whole Disney package. Right. And, you know, we have the Marvel, we have the Star Wars, but then the FX part kind of has that like, well, we don't have to be in a universe to right. watch these. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now we can kind of watch these things and they have their own programming, which I, I'm a big fan it's of. It's kind of something I wanted to touch on at the end here, but you bring it up, so I, I want to talk about it. Um, there is a part of me, I'm going to talk about the downside a little bit of, of, I believe it was a total, if you include all the FX shows and stuff like that, that it's 50 new shows coming to Disney+. Plus. And it's a little overwhelming, especially talking about the Star Wars and Marvel specifically. It's almost too much to watch. And keep up with if I want to stay current with whatever is happening in the Star Wars universe or MCU mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, Star Wars has a little more um, pull, kind of like pockets rather. So, like if I want to keep up with the Mandalorian, I, I said our own show, the uh. Mandalorian. Uh, 
it's uh, all I have to do is watch Ahsoka and and uh, the Rangers, Rangers of the New Republic, and then I'm I'm good. But with the Marvel one, I I have to watch Loki. I have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. I have to watch uh, WandaVision. I have to watch all these other shows that are going to be playing into the movies now. And there is a part of me that is like, yo, I got work to do. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I, you know what I mean? And I wanted to know how you guys, if you guys felt kind of the same way. It's it's almost when I saw that that headline that you said, Neil, with like, we want to bring a hundred new shows every year or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was like, I got scared. (laughs) <laughs> I, got, I was like, oh no, I don't have it in me to watch hundred new shit. I felt I, I certainly feel that obviously I'm excited for a lot of stuff, of but course, there is a part course. of me that's like, I don't know if I can keep up with the MCU in the same way I used to. I had that exact same initial feeling myself. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh that quickly faded right, because I was sure. so excited. Um, and I, I am obviously a, such a, you know, just a, a, Disney, fan, Dis- <laughs> a Disney fanboy. So when they put, when they put stuff out, I'm like, I want it. Sure, but sure, sure. One thing that is actually kind of nice to me about the fact that they're putting out so much of this content as shows or miniseries as opposed to movies in some ways is like, yeah. you can watch a 30, you know, 30 minute, 45 minute show. And if it's not your thing, there's another one that's within that universe that you can uh, sure. maybe, you know, kind of connect to. And so I like that they're getting, even if, even for people that may not be completists, you know, maybe like us who are like, I want to, I want to see it all. I want to know how it all connects and the individual storylines. I think that they're trying to reach as many people as they can. Right. You know, with, with some of this, which is a lot of what Marvel does with the comics. I don't read every Marvel comic. I read just a handful of Marvel comics. You know what I mean? And so even though I don't see everything that's happening in, in the Marvel Comics universe, I see the bits that I want to see. And if there's a crossover, then there's enough information contextually for me to kind of put it together is is at least that was sort of my reasoning. Right, yeah. Right, right. And l- let me let me tell you from a, a, a DC Warner Brothers <laughs> yeah. diehard, right? <laughs> like the anti Neil, pretty much the the one thing I think you can have some solace with, Corey, and anyone else that's listening, that's kind of like also feeling a little overwhelmed. Disney's not stupid. Um, they're very risk averted. Um, and that being said, um, if you look at D for Disney, they have a breakdown for they Neil has a breakdown for um, all the shows when they come out. Yeah. And they're strategically put at the end of every last show. So that being said, you don't really, if you want to stay in the lane of Marvel, then all you got to do is really commit yourself to one show a week. Um, and then if you want to commit yourself to Star Wars, that's probably going to be another thing. The It's it's very kind of um, reminiscent of old school cable programming, right? So sure. it's like the Friday slot will be TGIF Fridays where you have Sabrina and Boy, you know, whatever. And then you'll have Thursdays is another thing. So it's like Thursdays will be Star Wars and then Mondays will be Marvel. And then you could choose your lane, which, which, which I think is what they're planning on doing. The films, however, you know, they're probably mirror a little bit of theatrical release on Fridays on Disney, you know, plus, 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 um, premiere, <laughs> um, or depending on what they are, but the shows in particular to stay in continuity, um, you know, I think I echo a little bit of what you're saying with that happened with CW, where it was all these shows and every single night of seven till 10 o'clock was just CW. And I just like, look, apparently you guys are doing well. I don't need to support you guys anymore. I'm out. Um, and I think to Neil's <laughs> point, Marvel and Star Wars are doing so. It's like, look, you guys are doing well. I don't need a fanboy for you. I'm out, you know, like yeah. choose where you want to be. And then they're going to fly on without you. 
Um, but then, you know, and this, well, the thing is too, is if you have Disney plus, you have it for the year. So you could just, you know, catch it at your leisure at your leisure. I know it is. That's a, that's a really, that's actually a really comforting way to put it down. Cause it is when you look at it on paper, you're like, Oh cool. uh, I got to watch four different shows to keep up with the MCU. But then you're thinking, all right, they're not coming out at the same time. I'm not going to be watching them congruently. They're all going to be separate. I'll Um, tell you right now, if Disney doesn't pay me, I'm not going to cover every episode. No, no, no. I'll no. do a season recap. I promise. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you do a season recap. I mean, I'm enjoying Mandalorian with you, Tom. Thanks, but uh, hey, look, you know, I, I'm down to do it. But again, every show, no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll pick one Mandalorian. We'll pick one. We'll pick one to cover that we can uh, right. explore. Um, cool. I think uh, unless there's anything else, I think we can wrap that up there. Uh, I'm thank feeling you, Neil. Good. Neil, thank you so much for coming on uh, and, and talking thank about you guys Disney for with having us today. me. This was this was. So fun. <laughs> this I know. was awesome. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> I love uh, this. Little, pull, the ca- pull the curtain back here for a minute. When Pre-pandemic, we all used to get together every Tuesday for writing days for, for storyboard and stuff like that. So this is a nice little mini yeah. reunion uh, that we haven't got to do in quite some time. So, Neil, and- again, I really appreciate it. Tom, I appreciate you coming on uh, on a weird day. Not a Sunday to come record this for some idea, some fucking weird idea I had. I almost cussed. I, I caught myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but also, we've been trying to plan to have Neil on Nerd On for like since Frozen 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. You know what, Tom? Here's what we do: when Mandalorian ends, we'll pick a Disney show and we'll bring Neil on for that because he'll be able to talk about it. That would be awesome. And Tom, you know what? Then you don't have to be a part of it. It's your ticket out. It's your ticket out. This episode of Frozen on. I mean, we're gonna do. I'm assuming we're gonna do a mini show for uh, Justice League, so we'll do we'll do one other one for. No, we're doing that as an anniversary, baby. Oh, are we? (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, I'm gonna sing us out here. Thank you, guys, again. Uh, for joining us for this this bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you want more stuff like this, let us know. Uh, join our Discord. It is free. Uh, if you need information, I'm going to keep this quick for the bonus episode here. If you need information on anything NerdOn, head to nerdon.tv. It's all there. The podcast, the Discord, the Patreon, all of it. Where can they Love find you, you Neil? All. What? Where can they find you, Neil, real quick? Yeah. Oh, uh, you can find me at disfordisney.com and on socials, it's at dsfordisney with an underscore at the end of it. There you go. Uh, can, I pump, can I pump your magazine for a sec? Yes, Can you talk please. about that, please? Two yeah. talk about it? You, go. Oh, you want me to talk about this it? This is free airtime, uh, baby. Oh, my God! Okay, I uh, another project of mine is um, uh, a literary magazine called The Festival Review. Um, and we, are, we have done five issues so far. We have a sixth coming out in a few weeks, uh, right after Christmas. Um, so give you some post some post Christmas reading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very exciting. Uh, we've got poetry, fiction, um, creative nonfiction, and translation work. Um, yeah. And that's also available online at thefestivalreview.com. Sweet. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you, that. Neil. Yeah, I appreciate that it. Awesome. Thank you guys at home for listening. Uh, you know the drill. As always, nerd on. Broadcast.